Okay, so how is it that some people are extremely productive while other people are not productive? Like they all have the same amount of time, right? You hear that old saying that we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but what are you going to do with yours, right? And that's true, but time is a tiny fraction of why we accomplish things or we don't accomplish things. Time really is a small piece of the puzzle when it comes to our productivity, So what is the biggest obstacle when it comes to our productivity? Today, I'm going to share with you that biggest obstacle when it comes to productivity, how to overcome it, and how you can get more done in less time. Let's get started. Productivity does not have to be complicated. Hi, my name is Amber Davis, and I am a productivity coach who helps leaders and entrepreneurs get more done in less time with an all small approach to productivity. Welcome to the All Small Productivity Podcast. Let's go small for big productivity. Hi, Amber Davis here, your productivity coach, and we are ready to go small for big productivity. I am so excited about today because we are talking about the biggest obstacle when it comes to productivity. But before we jump into it, I want to be able to share with you a quick tool, a quick free resource that will help you to get things done when it comes to five areas of your life, home, office, Uh, health and wellness, finances, and your faith. So go to allsmalltraining.com. That's allsmalltraining.com and take my free workshop. It's a quick little workshop. It gives you practical tips on how that you can get more done in less time in your small business as a leader, but also business is personal. I mean, you hear that where... You know, people say it's just business, not personal. Well, that's ridiculous because especially as a small business leader, as a small business owner or leader in a small business, you know that it's personal. It's always personal because we're people and people make up businesses and organizations. So I share with you how to be able to go all small, what all small means, what the all small mindset is in this quick little workshop that you have free to you online. And it shows you how to go all small in home, office, health and wellness, finances, and your faith. So check it out, allsmalltraining.com. Now, let's jump into the biggest obstacle when it comes to getting things done. And we oftentimes hear, like I said at the very beginning of this, time. Time is a big obstacle. There's lots of obstacles when it comes to getting things done. Time is an obstacle. Money is an obstacle. It can be an obstacle. Resources can be an obstacle. Physicality can be an obstacle. Maybe you have some physical challenges that are obstacle. Age can be an obstacle depending on uh, what you're doing. So there can be all kinds of different obstacles, whether we are a man or a woman or whether we are a mom or whether we're single or or we're too young, or we're too old, or race, religion, uh, location, you know, that those can be obstacles. And that's true, but they're still not the biggest obstacle. Well, let me share with you a story real quick before I jump into the biggest obstacle when it comes to productivity. All right, big shout out to Caitlin, my sweet friend's daughter. Caitlin loves to hear my stories from when I was a little girl. So she had told me that she enjoyed a story that I recently shared on one of the podcasts. So shout out to you, Caitlin. This is for you. This is a story when I was a little girl, when I was about 10 years old. 
I lived in Kansas on a farm. So I've lived like double life, right? I lived like part of my life in elementary school in the city in Dallas, Fort Worth area. And then we moved to the middle of nowhere, Kansas on a farm. And we had a small little working farm. And uh, during that time that my dad sold farm equipment. And so when he was selling farm equipment, he was going to a a farm farmer's house. Actually, he actually was going to a shepherd's house. He was a sheep farmer and I wanted to go with him. So I oftentimes would go with him, especially in the summertime. So I went with him and there was, you know, he was talking with the farmer, the shepherd, and I was hanging out with like, you know, on the, so imagine like you've got the rails, the wooden like gates and the wooden fences and there's a barn and I'm like 10 years old and I'm climbing up on that wooden fence and I'm looking over the fence and I see all the sheep and this one little lamb was all by itself. And I was thinking, oh, look at that little lamb. You know, I'm like holding on to the gate and or the fence and I'm looking at the little lamb watching it and it's all by itself. And it, it just, you know, kept being by itself. And And it just made me sad to see this little lamb all by itself. And so finally I crawled down off of the gate. There was other sheep in with the lamb, but it just kind of was off to by itself. So I went over to my dad and the shepherd and the shepherd was shearing sheep. And my dad was talking to him about different farm equipment things. And, and I had asked the farmer, I said, what about that little lamb? It's all by itself. It doesn't like to be with the other lamb, uh, the other sheep. And he said, well, that little lamb, actually it's mom, the ewe had died. And then I placed the lamb with like one of the ewe's sisters, like an aunt and the aunt also died. And so that lamb is actually kind of sad that its mom and then its aunt had died. And now it doesn't really like hanging out with the other sheep because it's sad. And I was like, you know, a 10 year old little girl, I was thinking, oh my goodness, that's horrible. And so we loaded up my dad and I into the pickup truck and we're about to leave. And, and I'm like tearing up. And I told my dad, I look at my dad with my big blue eyes. And it's like, dad, that little lamb is all by itself. Like it doesn't even like the other sheep. It's going to die. Like, it's just going to be all by itself. And I'm like, Oh, dad. (laughs) So my dad winning the father of the year, he got out of the truck and went over to the shepherd. And uh, then as I see him do that, I see him turn around and he's carrying this little lamb and I jump out of the pickup and I go run to my dad and I grab the little lamb. I was like, oh my goodness, are we taking this little lamb home? And he's like, yes, it's your lamb now. You can take care of it. So, but you have to take care of it. So anyways, took it home took care of that lamb. I like slept in the barn with it some nights and I would, well, most nights, especially in the beginning. And I, cause I didn't want it to be alone. Cause we didn't have other sheep. We had goats, we had cows, we had a couple dogs, chickens, um, and even some geese, uh, but we didn't have any other sheep. And so I just became that lamb's mama. And I just took care of that lamb, like would sleep out in the barn, like on the hay with it you know, and all the things. And then my dad was like, okay, we're going to have to do something here because you cannot be with this lamb all the time. And so my dad and mom told me that, okay, well, you, if you really want to take care of the lamb, maybe it could lay with another animal. It could, you know, spend time with another animal and then kind of go into the fold of that animal. So I 
connected my lamb and I called her BJ. I connected my lamb with the dogs. So on the farm, the dogs would all sleep together and hang out together and eat together and all the things. And we had a collie like Lassie, like a big collie. And she was really, really big and and tall. And she had like a, like a mane, like a lion. And she had all this long, like beautiful hair. And her name was Treasure because her hair looked like my dad named her because her, at least I think so, but her hair look like treasure. Like if you were to see a sunken ship and you'd see treasure shimmering under the water, that's what her hair looked like. It was like the colors of like goldish brown and white. It was so pretty and it was real long. And so she was just, she was a shepherd. Like she was so sweet. And she always, like if we got a new dog or we got a new cat or something, she would be so kind to it. So I started having BJ sleep with treasure. And then that turned into BJ eating with treasure. So I would feed BJ in a bowl, like with the dog food, but I'd feed her, you know, sheep food. And she just started hanging out with the the dogs. She hung out with the dogs all the time. And eventually she actually started thinking that she was a dog. She began to have dog mentality. She started thinking that she was a dog. She would eat with the dogs. She would sleep with the dogs. If a, we were out in the country, so we were about, you know, like a quarter of a mile from our nearest neighbor. So we're way out on a, on dirt roads. You know, it took like three dirt roads before you got to a highway to, to even get from our house, but we would have some traffic, you know, come like farmers and different people come by. And um, speaking of dogs, Tux is right behind me. So he likes his little spot right here by the window. So he can look out (laughs) what he's trying to do. So you can see the curtains. If you're watching this, you can see the curtains. So anyways, so she, she would chase cars. Like when the dogs would run the fence line and chase the car, she would chase them. Even her bleat would turn into a bark. So she would, she would bleat like a sheep would be like, bah, bah, real nice, you know, but she would bleat like, bah, 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 like a dog. Like she had dark, she'd bark like a dog. And I mean, she grew up as a little tiny lamb to a full blown sheep And she did everything with the dogs. She thought that she was a dog and it changed her whole, like everything that she did, her actions were different because of the way that she thought. And so that's what I want to talk about today is your thinking, our thinking, because the biggest obstacle to our productivity is our thinking. It's our mentality. And we have often, we, we think about different things, you know, when it comes to getting things done and our thoughts are so powerful. I mean, think about that sheep thought it was a dog and it acted like a dog. So the thing is, is that our brains are even sharper than any kind of sheep or any kind of animal because God made our brains to think in such a powerful way. But our, but really the biggest question to ask yourself. So if you just ask yourself this one big question, when it comes to, you're thinking is when it comes to if when you're getting things done or you're not being productive in your productivity, ask yourself, just pause. What are, what am I thinking right now? So what are you thinking? And there's a couple of thoughts that I wrote down here that I was thinking that um, often we do, we think, 
one thought is that we think, can I do this? Can, can I do this? And I think about Nike, you know, just do it is their slogan, right? And what oftentimes is we are thinking, can I do this when you're already doing it? I hear this from moms, like, you know, young moms are like, oh my goodness, they get overwhelmed. Like I was overwhelmed as a young mom. You're thinking, can I really do this? You know, can I do all this? Can I not sleep? Can I take care of my child? Can I, you know, am I going to be the best parent and all these things? And it comes down to, can I do this? Well, Amber, if I was going to speak to myself, Amber, the reality is you're already doing it. So just do it. You're already doing it. You are already a mom. So just do it. If you started your business, you already are a business owner. So just do it. Just keep doing it. Do it because you're already doing it, right? If you're a leader in your business and you're feeling you know, stuck or you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling alienated or you feel like you just are not cutting it, well, just look at it and say, well, somebody believed in you to hire you to do this job. And ultimately, I believe that God, you know, has us in different positions that when we say yes, a lot of times as a Christian, we'll say, you know, pray, pray, pray for something. And then we get that something. And then we start questioning, can I really do this? Well, of course you can. You're doing it. You're already in it. And if you're in this path, just do it. And if you fail at it, then you're going to pivot anyways and and be able to, to move on and do other things. But the question of can I do this is should be really off the table. Once you're already doing something, once you're already hired, once you're already in a position, once you're already that business owner, you're already doing it. So that really shouldn't be the question. So instead of can I do this, let's switch our mindset. So we're trying to change how we think. This is the biggest obstacle, right? To getting things done. Here's another question that we ask. Should I do this? Should I do it? Whatever it is I'm trying to be productive at, should I do it? Well, the thing is about that is that that is a great question, but it's not a good question to ask yourself when you're in the midst of doing it. The best time to ask yourself that question is planning, when you are in your planning process. And I highly recommend to do your planning process on Sunday. I call it simple Sunday planning. And every Sunday you plan out your week. You meet with yourself. I have podcasts on this. You can look back at podcasts that I have on this. This is my number one productivity tip is that you need to be meeting with yourself at the beginning of your week. I suggest Sunday because that's before you start your week. Even if you take Mondays off, um, Sundays is a great time to do that. Get with yourself. It only takes an hour when you first start doing it. Then you can get it down to 30 or 45 minutes and you go through where you merge, you sync all of your planners together. You ask yourself some questions about what it is that you're trying to focus on that week. You actually put things on your calendar and you make sure that you're using one to-do list one primary planner, you can pull from different calendars, but one primary planner, but you should not, when you're in the midst of your week, be asking yourself, should I be doing this? Because at that point, you should have already asked yourself that question. So we tend to not be productive because we are questioning 
what we're doing and that wastes time. So again, should I be doing this is a great question to ask, but not when you're actually in the process of doing it. And if you think, okay, should I be doing this while you were in the process of doing it? Go ahead and put a pin in that. And on Sunday, reevaluate it and then you can plan more effectively. All right. Next question is, how can I do this? How can I do this? If you are in the process of doing something, whether it is, let's say that you are organizing your files, or let's say that you're making calls to clients, or you're doing finances, or you are setting up a website, or you are doing a big project, or you're developing product, whatever it is that you're in the midst of doing this, if you're asking, how can I do this? That that's There's nothing wrong with doing that, but you need to plan a time to research how you can do it and just re- reach out, reach out to people that know how to do it better than you. Google is a great resource for that. You can YouTube all kinds of things to find out how you can do things. I reach out to a friend um, if you are stumped in you know, the position that you're doing. If you get to the point where you're like, how can I do this? And it's going to impede the rest of your work and you can't even move forward until you figure out this one piece, then immediately reach out to somebody, go on YouTube, do that. But if it's a piece of the puzzle that you don't have to immediately have done right this moment, and you got to be honest with yourself about that because you're like, well, I think I need to know this right now, but you probably don't. Put a pen in it, put it on a to-do list, Put you know, go back on your simple Sunday planning and then plan a time that you can research it, but just reach out. But asking yourself, you know, well, how can I do this? I don't know how to do this. And if you get stumped, like I always tell my son when he's doing his math homework, if he gets stumped in a math question, just skip it and go to the next one and do the ones that you know how to do. And then you can come back to the ones that you have questions about. So that's great when it comes to any kind of productivity that you're doing. All right. And then the big one here is, do I have time to do this? Do I have time to do this? And this question is most oftentimes our biggest excuse. Well, do I have time to do this? I really don't have time to do this. I don't think I have time. I mean, I've got like 15 minutes. I can't, I can't get all this done in 15 minutes. Okay. So I'm just not going to do it. And that is what all small productivity is all about. It's about going small for big productivity because you can have something in, in front of you that may take an hour to do, but what can you do right now? What's something little that you can do? One of the things I do is I carry with me, I have an envelope. It's a little um, accordion plastic container that I put thank you cards in and I carry it in my purse and everywhere I go, I have this accordion folder. And if I don't, I have it in my car. So if I get in a pinch where I'm just like, you know, I have enough time to do something, you know, whatever it may be, I can write a thank you card to somebody. So you can substitute time. You can do that. But most oftentimes we can get more done than we think. I know of an author that he would, he wrote multiple books in the food court at a mall because his when his wife and him would go shopping, he lived in another country and they would have to drive hours to get to the shopping mall. So they would go together and it's safer if they were together. So he would say he would go to this mall and he would write in, you know, at the mall in the food court while she shopped. And he only did that in pockets of like maybe a couple hours every time they went to the mall. 
And he would write, he wrote multiple books that way. So it's amazing. I wrote my book flight every Thursday night. I wrote just a little bit in it and researched it and wrote it and like did a little dab here, a little dab there every Thursday night for like five years. And I wrote my book and self-publish it. It's amazing what you can do in a short period of time. And so when it comes to the biggest obstacle, yes, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. But the biggest obstacle is, what are you thinking? And if a sheep can think different thoughts and become a dog, (laughs) right? And act like a dog and produce, you know, like obviously the, the sheep is still a sheep, but how powerful is that? That's amazing. And that, that we can be able to think different thoughts and we can be so productive when we change the way that we think. So instead of thinking, you know, can I do this? Should I do this? How can I do this? Do I have time to do this? I want you to start asking yourself, what am I thinking? So when you get in a position in your productivity during the day and you get in a stuck moment and you are thinking, oh, I don't have time to do this. Can I do this? I don't know if I can do this. Then I want you to think, what am I thinking right now? And then I want you to fill that gap with, I'm going to make my all small and I'm going to do what I can right now, what's right in front of me. And to help you do that, I want you to go to allsmalltraining.com and see this workshop, this all small mindset workshop. I go into more greater detail about that, but I also give you practical tips on how to apply it in five areas of your life, home, office, health and wellness, finances, and your faith. So go to allsmalltraining.com. That's allsmalltraining.com. And remember, Go small for big productivity.